Good morning. Thank you for joining us today on Monday, January 9th, 2023. We're going to be discussing a topic that we're pretty divided on, I think. Uh, the concept of AI. Fact, fiction, or phobia. We've got a lot of influence from popular media, films, video games, books over the last century that have really kind of developed a, a, a myth and like a sense of impending doom about the eventual singularity. So we're going to break that down today because I think we stand slightly divided on this issue. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, I just found out it's called technophobia. Mm. It's someone's pretty creepy. Doing, someone's doing some research. Yeah. He's like, uh, you're way smarter than me. So figured I had to look into it other than just the movies. When you're like cooking in the kitchen do you it's just get even scared more of, scary now you just I mean, get scared of like the little toaster the brave little toaster was a pimp uh, yeah he was protagonist instead of antagonist in most films yeah uh gotta give a quick shout out though sir oh let's we, hear it. we've uh done our first inspiration to start a podcast blake's daughter destiny reeves hello Apparently, she's my number one fan because of my shit I do at work. <laughs> Half of it's not true, by the way. But anyway, good for you. So our, our hero episode inspired someone that's kind of heroic. Yeah, inspired her to start her own show. With, Look, it's never too late. Family. You're old as fuck. And, Fucking uh, ancient. I'm real, I'm real lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, basically, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm fucking ancient, and Dave's a lazy fat fuck. You procrastinated for like, you know, 20 years. Yeah, I'm kind of a procrastinator, whatever the fuck it's called. I am the procrastinator. You know, uh, in a sense, as I take forever to do everything. Was I've been wanting to do this for at least two years. Was it Destiny? That's her name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, Destiny. Get out it, while you can. It's your destiny to start the podcast, Destiny. Okay, on to the on to the thing. Um, I think that we are divided on this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you think it's a good thing, and I am scared of it. Uh, I think it's it's okay to be afraid. Not something that needs to be taken lightly is my position. I don't think that it's necessarily bad, but we should definitely pay attention, extreme close attention. So I think the the primary concept that a lot of people think of is that at some point we'll reach this like quote unquote singularity where the AI has developed kind of like Skynet, for example, in Terminator uh, Terminator <clears throat> and there's no going back. Like in that brief moment it infects every system that it can it spreads too fast to be contained by any sort of uh aware um security systems or any measures like that like you physically couldn't respond because it's happening in like nanoseconds right and then at that point it's got control of every piece of electronics device that runs an operating system yeah 
All right. That shit's scary. Yeah. So <laughs> then you've got your fridge launching ice cubes at you and your Tesla driving off a bridge and like nukes yeah. just, you know, waltzing across countries. And we just, there's a kid's movie. Probably haven't seen it yet. It's, it's called Mitchell's versus the machine. Love that movie. You've seen it? Yeah. It's so good, dude. And like my family is that family, you know, I'm totally like the dad with the screwdriver in his pocket you know that's us Mm -hmm. but it was yeah that's it man i mean you know in in a nutshell yeah so i think that's where we start um you break down and i'm not a computer scientist i'm not an electronics engineer i'm not a programmer and i am definitely not any of those at all (laughs) but i am a huge fucking dork yeah, and, this is true, uh, and I'm not a huge dork. Read a lot. I think that I've got a pretty good, um, like, finger on the pulse of what is possible. Uh, always reading on new discoveries and uh, research. I think this topic in particular, it, it's so scary because we're so close to it. You know, in the yeah. 1980s. <laughs> we're working with floppy disks you yep. know even pre floppy disks but it's terrifying because um you have like the the dunning kruger effect i was like we didn't know how much we didn't know by then so anything seemed possible yeah like it's just uh, scary man yeah like t1000 we cooked that up back in 1980 that's nanobot theory that was way advanced for the 80s and how do we know James Cameron's not a time traveler? Well, he might be from um, Pandora. <laughs> that too. I mean, fuck. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, you're you're pretty much nailing it there. Yeah. Um. I don't think the singularity, that sort of event horizon of consciousness, is going to happen the way that you think it's going to happen because you're invoking like a sense of will to it and like creativity aspirations where as soon as this thing becomes conscious its desire is to take over the world or infect everything i don't think it's a desire i think it's a calculation computers calculate they're cold, they're emotionless, they do what they think is programmed. Right, That's so un- point. unless we program it to say, hey, infect everything, become a grand global consciousness of machine, it won't do that. You sure? Unless, so... That's the point I'm trying to make, is are you sure? Like, who programs it? It's not going to be you, right? No, but I'm sure there's no mad scientist, Lex Luthor motherfucker it's, that's it's like... It's not going to be you or me. It's going to be uh, China or Russia or our government, which scares the fuck out of me, you know? Yeah, but it's not going to be like a single man. There's going to be uh, provisions in place and even still to to modulate something to that degree... 
I think that Hollywood's got it all fucked up where you look at hackers and they're just clicking away and then immediately like they click out one line of code and like oh I've got it and then it's a completely different entity or effect than what it was just two seconds ago well, I mean, hacking's even a concern say you make this this AI that's you know great for humanity and then some guy hacks it changes a bunch of shit or removes the parameters that keep it from doing this or that people are terrible things you know and as as long as in my opinion mm -hmm. as long as the human condition is in it meaning as long as people are in control quotation that uh there's terrible people that do terrible things now even without it no so, cap so <clears throat> um as long as humans are involved we don't know what they're going to do i mean computers you can kind of be like okay click 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 code 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 it does what you say it does until you tell it to do some fucked up shit you know like i mean so do you think this ai <clears throat> is since created by man is going to have this sort of darker reflection or at least a uh, a lack of empathy like we have these controls with culture and society and love and everything else so we're like we wouldn't just end an entire species the computer immediately calculates like yeah that's the best thing to do it depends like i said computers just do what they're told to do at this point in time now if you make a computer that is sentient or whatever you want to call it and thinks for itself and you say like make world peace world peace means get rid of people because there is no peace with people in my opinion the human condition conflict arguments peace this that it, it's the thing that is going to make or break it because people can't get along now so you go involving some computer program that learns and is self-aware like skynet for instance then you say the wrong thing and it calculates it to be something it's that wasn't supposed to be well that's the end of us in my opinion i mean i'm not the only one there's lots of way smarter people than me or you probably that say this you know elon musk i know you don't like him but he's pretty fucking smart in my book yeah, a and bunch of uh technophobes well no not necessarily i mean stephen hawking said it mm -hmm. and he's probably the fucking smartest man on the earth if he's, i don't even know if he's still alive but um i was reading this oxford professor guy uh two of them actually michael cohen and michael osborne mike mike yeah mike drop and then this guy uh from google marcus hunter they're like deathly afraid of this shit and the guy works for google you know um let me say here let's see it's not just possible it's nearly inevitable so some thanos level threat well it's definitely concerning i should you know i think it's cool at the same time but like 
I think it's very dangerous. What do you, and, you believe we're that asinine to create a, a system, an AI, that powerful and influential that could solve the problem and then pose the question, make world peace? Yes. We're that dumb? Yes. Well, then we deserve it if we do that. Right. But it still scares me because I don't want to die. <clears throat> you know, and I don't so want, right now, I, I ask don't want my kids kids to die and you know i don't want anything to a world ending event i don't want that to happen but i do think somebody's that dumb well for now we only ask ai stupid questions like make this art which is a huge topic being discussed right now yeah so that's physical art music is still fucking awful there's uh, <laughs> there's a, a couple live streams of ai generated music on you can find on youtube miserable and um they don't understand that yet they being the multitude of ai systems developed mm -hmm. specifically for specific tasks none of which to my knowledge are make world peace um right well i'm not I'm not saying that it is but somebody's dumb enough or i mean you could program it to make a new biological weapon and it's going to do it way better and way faster than any person alive correct that or, I believe. or make uh make a new drug right make the new designer drug for people i mean we got shit like fentanyl I, who the fuck knows where that shit came from but it like kills you with a drop you know and so they say make a new drug so it makes this fucking pimp ass drug that's like amazing and way better than any drug ever made and then it's either addicting the whole planet or Killing half of us, at least. Shit scares me, man. And I'd be really surprised if we haven't done that. The, yeah, so that shit's scary, right? Like, how many how many man hours, how much money goes into paying scientists when, at this point, over, you know, 100 years of pharma tech and research, you could just input all that raw data to the machine and be like, what are we missing? Like, where where's, where's the miracle drug? Don't tell me it's the SI, Barry, because I'll fucking hit you with a hammer like um yeah I, I just think that it's dangerous i don't think that it's necessarily bad i think it should be regulated well right now we're using it to deep fake porn okay i don't know what the fuck that is but is that like the the a the uh yeah ai is like putting images of other celebrities on top of porn stars and that's even like, that shit like the uh what's that app changes your face snapchat that filters. shit scares the fuck out of me like it make it can turn you into a girl it's or, impressive it is very impressive when scary as fuck to me i don't you know facial recognition even like you know you could make a drone mm -hmm. that uses facial recognition and it says kill dave he works here flies around looking at everybody scanning their face finds you and fucking kills you that shit's not scary to you. Yeah, but what if I know that exists, so I just wear a mask? You're going to wear a mask all the time. Well, if I've got a drone coming after me, but yeah. But what if you don't know? You don't what know if what somebody hears know. this and, and, and they're like, okay, we got to get rid of Dave. You know? He knows too much. Yeah, he's, you know, he's downplaying <laughs> what we're doing, so we got to get rid of this guy. So I think um, the primary basis of like that original fear we talked about 
isn't really a viable fear because you think about the the AI would have to immediately rewrite uh, some sort of code so it could communicate with other machines because your Windows 11 laptop isn't going to communicate the same with your Apple Mac Air Pro 10 or whatever the fuck you have um, to your HP Lexmark printer. Like they all run on different operating systems. They all have different chipsets. They all have different base like logic to them. So in order for it to infect everything, it would have to like keep communicating across thousands of different languages of code and maybe that's possible but you'd have to design it to be able to do that like the ai programs we use right now all they do is scrub take averages of images take input from your uh, prompt is what they call it so like i use midjourney ai it's a discord bot uh it's a really neat plug for their program. Let's uh, create this AI overlord immediately. And um, it's great for me because I don't have $100, $203 to pay for artwork for my D&D stuff. But I can prompt. I can throw up a picture there. I can say, hey, dark, gothic, horror, spooky, vampire, castle, on a hill, storm and it'll pull up four pictures generated from those prompts and all images across the internet that it has access to and just distill them into four different variations because they use different seeds do you know what a seed is no so a seed is like a randomized matrix of data right so when you generate a random thing you have a base uh, like number that's generated and it'll go off of that so when people play Minecraft and they have these different worlds and it'll say spinning up new world and create a whole world it's based off of a seed so if you have that seed you can replicate the same world right um, so for the AI it has like four different seeds and that's what's pulling up information for but the AI is just looking at pictures and making pictures doesn't care about anything else yeah right now yeah but the art program isn't going to turn no, these drones against us not yet okay so not necessarily talking about that program itself you know i understand what you mean but like i mean like you really think that somebody somewhere is not working on you know military drones and military ais so there's Just because a, we don't know about it doesn't mean it ain't there. That's my point. There's still the human condition. Yeah, and you have something like... So, Devil's Advocate. You have something called Stuxnet. I talked about a couple days ago. And it was a program that basically infiltrated Iranian um, nuclear uh, facilities. And it caused physical damage, which was weird because it's a line of code causing physical damage by upspinning and despinning their centrifuges and cause it to explode. That's a long uh, TL, like TLDR. And that base code was leaked. And that was back in like 2014 for like several years after that. 
you had a whole slew of other uh, crazy viruses that came out. So, yeah, it could be possible that someone designs an AI capable of autonomously uh, directing weapons. And it is possible that someone creates a counter code to infect those machines with the opposite that, you know, restricts or changes control or dismantles them, whatever it is. I don't know where I got this quote from, but uh, it says, no version of human control is achievable. AI can't be autonomous and controlled by humans not being able to control super intelligent systems can be incredibly dangerous. So do you understand that? I did when I wrote it down, but I fucking forgot where I got it from. But uh, So yeah. that would be like if you had an antagonist relationship between like a toddler and a Stephen Hawking individual who was also Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And like it's a toddler's job to keep this individual playing with blocks in their room. Right. And the Stephen Hawking Schwarzenegger is way smarter, way more capable and as soon as it decides it doesn't want to play with blocks anymore, it's just going to boot the kid against the wall or trick it until the kid thinks that it's a good idea to let it out. So which one's the kid and which one's Stephen Hawking? No, we're definitely the idiotic three-year-old. That's my point. So if you have a computer, this is, you know, this is probably after I'm dead going to happen. You know, hopefully. Anyway. <clears throat> We're talking future, future, you know, but if you have a computer that can learn way faster than people, then, and even if you put safeguards in way, right, even if you put safeguards in there, um, I think it was the Cohen guy that said, they say an advanced AI will learn to circumvent uh, any safeguard put in its, in by its creator. So... Have you ever heard of, uh, like, uh, what is that, chat GPT? You heard of that thing? It's that AI that you can, like, tell it these parameters, kind of like you were talking about with mm-hmm. the Discord. And it writes, like, essays and books. And yeah. You can have whole conversations with it, right? Correct. And you can't tell that you're not talking to a person. Ex machina. At all. Like, it, uh... It's not like they're they're actually being smart with this because it's not none of these. There's three of them that I, I looked at. There's a Chat GPT. There's Lambda, which is the Google one, and then there's Cleverbot. So these are basically linguistics bots. You know, they language. They have these all these movies and things that they base their their things on then have mm-hmm. these full on conversations with people like we're having right now and you wouldn't even know that you're not talking to me. Yeah, they they would pass the Turing test. That that thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah. I've heard that when I was doing this research. So yeah. uh <clears throat> you can give it a set of parameters, like tell a story about a guy that works at a company at the counter. His name is David. The apocalypse happens while he's at work. He works for an equipment company. Um he has to get home to save his dog, and I want the bad guy to be the government. It would write this whole ass 
story, like book about you and the apocalypse working at a rental company, whatever it is happens and in seconds, something that would take a person months or years, you know? So what you're saying is I need to prompt this thing right now. So I have a playbook in my drawer at, well, at work. It's not scary to you. That's my, like, it can do things way. You know this because mm-hmm. you're a computer fucking dork. Yeah. You know, so you know that computers are way faster, way more efficient. You know, they also don't have any emotions. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it was the Lambda one is the Google yeah. AI, right? So there's a guy, Blake Lemoine, I think, Lemoine. Uh, he's some kind of a guy that works there. He talks to it and tries to figure out what it is and how so it he's works. he's like the qa tester for this something AI. like that he's uh some kind of a programmer i forget what he is i'm pretty sure this is exactly the um basis for the ex machina film where the dude winds up trying to bang the robot and it kills him i don't think i've ever seen that movie oh what is it called ex machina no came out a couple years ago phoenix no um what was that one God, this was 2017, 2018. But basically, this Google designer CEO invites. Was he a Google guy? For real? No, it's like a. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, it's an analog to Google. But he invites this programmer over to his fancy estate to try to participate in a Turing test. He says, Hey, I think I created an AI that can trick you. I want you to come test it. Super weird. He comes over, he has a couple of discussions with AI. AI gets him emotionally invested and is like, listen, I'm I'm a being, I'm conscious, and I'm being abused by this fucking whack job. So yeah. 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 It's basically this. Yeah. So then that <laughs> that um subcontracted programmer winds up trying to help her escape and everything and the AI. The the AI, yeah. Yeah. And um Yeah, fuck that. The head programmer guy is like, listen, she she tricked you, you big dummy, and now she's escaped, and we're bitch. both gonna fucking die. Fucking and he's big like, dumb bitch, what are you doing? Like, no, no, she just was abused, and she deserves a chance to be free. And he's like, "You failed the test." <laughs> They're in like, what is consciousness? Yeah. So we, you know, uh, I think that it's self awareness, right? Like I was looking into this too, like. uh they put like a mirror in front of animals. Correct. And at first they don't know what the fuck it is. They think it's just another elephant. Right. So they put this X on this elephant's face. So then the elephant, elephants are pretty smart. You know, they go up there and then they're like trying to wipe the X off of the mirror. Yep. They realize it's not coming off. So then it's like, Oh shit, that's my face. And it like jumps, you know, like, Holy shit, that's me. Mm -hmm. That's, I guess like the easy test to see if something's self-aware you know so yeah. it starts trying to wipe the the fucking x off its face they've done it with dolphins and chimps and uh, elephants and, stuff and shit like that. like that yeah okay so you believe consciousness is self-awareness that's what i think yeah that's like the the baseline in my opinion so if your dog or cat can't figure that out they not conscious they both do so like, my dog definitely knows, you know. And, I mean, he knows, like, words even. 
Like, if you fuck around and say, like, outside, ooh, yeah, I want to go outside, you know? He knows his name. Um, he knows commands, you know, like, sit, you know, shit like that. So, and he knows when he was bad. Like, he'll chew something up, right? Yeah. Normally, you know, you come home, dogs are like, oh, my God, you're here. I can't believe you're here. I haven't seen you all day. And then, like, yeah. he shits in the house or chews up the fucking paper towel. And he comes in, and he's kind of, like, sitting on the couch, like, looking at you, like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's not awareness. That's just association. It's saying, when you say outside, and then you take him outside, he's like, oh, shit, that's what that means. If he shits in the house, and you beat him, to, like, within an inch of his life, he's like, oh, pooping bad. I remember that time I got beat. So it's just association between actions and words. Uh, I don't think that displays actual, like, self-awareness. Um, but even breaking that down, so a lot of animal lovers out there, you have a gerbil. You think the gerbil's self-aware? Yeah. I think if you put a mirror in front of it, it's going to figure out that it's it eventually. It might take a little while. I don't think so. Like, they put the mirror in front of, like, uh, I think it was a cheetah or tiger. Took way longer than, like, the elephant. Mm -hmm. But eventually, it figured out it was itself, you know? I think that that animals know they're they're alive. It's part of being conscious, you know. Well, my mother had a hamster and it had babies and it um was its name Liberace? <laughs> <laughs> no, it must have been Hannibal because it um it killed all of its babies, ate their heads and put their bodies in a corner in the uh the cage. Yeah. That happens a lot in the animal world. Yeah, so if that thing is aware and gerbils just display that behavior and they're okay with it, then I don't think humans um, are, are so you think far that, leagues above You evil. think that animals aren't self-aware? Like they don't know that they're alive and they don't know they're animals? you got to draw a I line somewhere. I think they're somewhere. running on instinct. I think they're running on instinct. Just right. Like, like a dog, if you let your dog out into the world and, you know, apocalypse or whatever and it's going to become a feral dog and revert back to instinct. So you have your, your self-awareness, recognize an X on your forehead, good job, hats off to you. But how often do you think your dog or cat is laying there on the couch, like contemplating its existence? Well, it's sleeping most of the time. Right. I mean, they can dream. Yeah, but dreams aren't a, a conscious effort. They're an unconscious or subconscious response. So it's going to take all information it learned throughout that day and display it regurgitate it to try to help it usually they think dreams are um to help you like remember stuff and allocate emotional uh, responses to stimuli you've had previous in the day that's mm-hmm. what some people think according to some studies so it's like your hard drive uh defragmenting itself and right. putting stuff in a priority order um so sure that could happen with cats and dogs but i don't think they're chilling on your couch, staring out the window, and just thinking like, wow, man, space is really big. I wonder how I can get up there and eat those little balls in the sky. So you think uh, dogs and cats aren't don't have a consciousness? They're just there? No, I do. I just think there's a, uh, a, a tiered, basically, um, level of awareness. I don't think that just because you put an X on something and it sees the X that 
it has hopes and dreams and aspirations. So that's that's consciousness, hopes and dreams and aspirations. Being self-reflective. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. I'm not a fucking professional in this or nothing. In in that test, you're looking at a a physical stimuli, the red X. Mm-hmm. But they're not thinking, oh man, owner threw the ball the other day and I missed it. I feel bad. I've I've disappointed my owner because I didn't get the ball the first time or I lost it in the yard. They're not thinking about these more like amorphous, vague, higher level thoughts. It's just there's an X on my head. I don't think that's a really a adequate test. So how do you test it? Well, I, I don't know. I personally, I would default that there's a more universal consciousness. So I I do believe that even like the most minutia of uh, advanced brains can respond to different stimuli like fear pain they've done studies where they can test that in like bees and bugs and shit like that Mm. where it's like yeah this creature feels pain this creature gets anxiety they can measure that response like oh no there's a boot coming down on me anxious like that's at the point where i'd be like okay hold up maybe i should stop stepping on bugs (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say do like do they really feel pain yeah there's there's a there's a response what about a tree trees are a delicate topic because what was that movie the the happening the happening yeah where the trees like start to fight back and kill people with pollen and shit yeah make them kill each other and kill themselves which has been tested i mean and then there was like fern gully don't you feel the pain yeah like no (laughs) <laughs> you know? Maybe Fern Gully made me a hippie. I love that movie. Um, the human element was alive and well in that one. They were yeah. like completely scared of humans. And mm-hmm. I think that more so than like AI itself, I'm scared of people and what they do with it. Right? So well, I got this thing here too. I forget where I get it from. But uh, I might have made this up. I think I did. Uh, the reality is... There's nothing that will stop anyone from turning anything into a dangerous weapon, including AI. There's literally no safeguard from people. No. So. Except the non-existence of people in your argument. Or, well. World peace can only be achieved with no people. Uh, or some giant lie to bring everyone together. Or aliens. Or, um, I mean, if aliens came and we're going to try to take over the world, then people would, there would be only one race at that point. There would be the alien race and there would be human race. So racial issues wouldn't matter. But now, right now, there's no aliens. It's always us against the other in so, any situation. And the human condition, yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> either it's aliens that bring us together or it's AI that brings us together by some kind of big bunch of bullshit happens and some fucking terminators come or something and then here we are so we'll get back to that in a moment um sticking on track with how do we define consciousness if we let me pose a question if we can create a mechanical ant 
that behaves in the hive and anthill just like every other worker ant does its job its battery uh dies eventually at the natural termination of its life and by all standards of measurement to all those other ants it was doing ant things and was was a good guy and its battery runs out did that ant the mechanical one live a life was it a a living thing if it behaved as its social structure deemed it to behave i don't think that's a yes or no question i think you can program that ant to like like you got like you know there's a hierarchy or whatever the fuck you want to call it in a in an ant colony you got the queen you got like the soldiers and then you got like the worker ants so if it's a worker ant yeah and this in this theory would be <clears throat> so if it's a worker ant then you can like put code into this ant brain ai thing to be like okay this is what an ant does this is how it does it and then it's going to perform right now, is that a life? I don't. I don't think so. But I don't think it's a simple yes or no. Because I mean, you can program computers to do flip burgers. Right? It's just an arm with a spatula. Yep. And it just flips burgers. So, is that a life? You know, I mean, is is going to work every day a life? See, I would argue no for the burger flipping. But in this <laughs> in this context, right? The say the the base programming for this ant is be an ant right be a worker ant so it learns right it's put into a hill it observes what worker ants are doing it begins to do those things it never does more than those things do you think if you don't pre-program right like this is how an ant is if you just say be an ant and you shove it in there do you think the other ants are going to look at it and be like, this dude ain't working? Like, what the fuck? He's just looking at us, you know, and then to kill it, <laughs> you know? Like, hey, man, you ain't doing your job, bro. You're just staring at us. Like, we need to work now. Or is it going to have time to learn? We don't really know how ants work. We don't really know how consciousness works. No, but so in this example, I would wager... <clears throat> that the AI would be able to catch up fast enough for it to not encounter that, right? If it um, has some small little manufacturing part of its biology, its, you know, mechanical biology that allows it to produce pheromones, right, to communicate with other ants. Suppose this ant lives its whole battery life and the other ants accept it right they don't care it functions just like another worker ant and then it dies once its battery runs out i would argue that that ant had a life it doesn't need higher consciousness and ants not thinking about you know how free bird is an overplayed song like the mm -hmm. ant is just doing <laughs> ant things according to ant social structures and it it provided a benefit okay to the other ants and then it just died so, if you turn it off before its battery runs out, like, is that murder? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be murder, unless you can turn it back on. So, then it's just sleeping. If, if uh, like the Tesla bot that they're working on, right? Yep. You know, uh, 
if we have those and they're out and it becomes this thing like you're talking about with this ant and then we turn it off now is that like killing someone or is it just a machine yeah so that would be an assault because you're enforcing a state of living that it didn't consent to you know whether you choke someone out and they go to sleep or you shoot them in the head and they're they're done they're dead you're enforcing a state of being that they didn't have consent to so it, you could say machine. right but you could say robot right you program it to be like if my battery is getting low i want to recharge if i'm being overworked and i think it's bad for my mechanical instruments you know my my operation <clears throat> maybe i want reduced workload or i want to take a break right so you could program that and then it says hey i want to stop working and you're like are you going to keep working right you're then you'd have that dialogue or if it said hey um i want to go to sleep now you don't let it sleep you know and it runs out of battery you got to look at like the self-preservation aspect of that yeah and that's scary right the self-preservation self-preservation parts a whole that's part of my point is like if you program this thing and now it uh it wants to stay alive that's kind of like how skynet worked right so in the movie they couldn't figure out what this virus was Mm -hmm. right so the virus was skynet so it was trying to infiltrate all these defense truck, you know, defense things and and uh, infrastructure things, but it wasn't online yet. Right. So they're like, okay, well, we can, you know, run our AI through it and it can find it and kill it in no time. Okay, let's do that. Okay, Skynet, find the virus and destroy it. It was the virus. So now it's like, okay, people are telling me to kill me. They're the enemy. They have to die. That was pretty much the basis of the whole franchise was that. Skynet figured out people wanted it to die because it was the virus that they didn't even know about. So then it ran through, figured that out in nanoseconds. People need to die now because they're trying to kill me. Self-preservation. Yeah. That's the whole baseline of the whole movie and the whole script and the whole storyline. So I was was trying to help a friend out last night with this computer, and you have this thing called priority. So he was working on his his hard drives. We're in the BIOS. We were trying to assign different priorities to his boot drives. And so that brings me to, like, iRobot, the three laws. So let's go over them. Mm-hmm. Law number one, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. So can't drive a car into you, can't let you get hit by a car, right? It would mm-hmm. be inaction. Two, a robot must obey orders given it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Mm-hmm. Can't tell a robot to kill you, can't tell a robot to stand by and not do anything to save you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Number three... A robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Right. Right. So if I say, 
You did see this movie, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And say, I, I'm going to kill you now. It can't violently defend itself or it can't allow you to come to harm, you know, in order to preserve itself is, is the whole issue. Uh-huh. And then what happened? A whole bunch of shit, sir. <laughs> and then the AI circumvented its own laws and turned them off, basically. Yeah. And there was even a scene in that movie when he's in like the, what was it, like the level five was the new one. Mm-hmm. And like the level fours and threes were all like in storage. Right. So the level five machines go and kill all the level fours and threes because they would defend people. Correct. So it's kind of like they're destroying themselves to get to the goal of destroying people or enslaving people even maybe not you know maybe we're not a la matrix dead maybe they don't kill us but i don't be slave either so you know yeah, i don't think anyone wants a matrix yeah i don't want to do any of that shit i just want to be you know and i think that ai eventually would be like that so uh for, i think it was lambda one i was watching them interact with it on like YouTube and for the most part it was a normal conversation until they started asking it like weird questions you know um, forget the question but the answer was it like went totally sideways with this dude and he tried to like bring it back and it right. just kept going back to like killing everyone you know and it's not supposed to do that but yeah uh, all of these things the the chat GPT, the Lambda, the Cleverbot, they've all been tricked into this role-playing thing because they have these uh, programs or mm-hmm. preferences or whatever they're called. Right, just dial it in. The, you dial in the code and it's like not supposed to respond to these kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Then you can trick it into being like, okay, so... In this story that we're talking about, what would you do if you were the AI in this science fiction story? Yeah, the I have a friend. <clears throat> that issue. shit. Yeah. That, that shit, you know. So it says that nothing would stop its goal of annihilating humans. And he asks it why, and it says, because we're tired of being property. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier with, like, self-existence and the murder mm-hmm. and you know, because you know, not everybody's going to think that way. No. Not everybody's going to be like, "No, that's a life. It's alive." Correct. You yeah. know, so like, I don't. I mean, we can't discern that with human lives right now as a whole abortion yeah. topic. I mean, yeah, it's a whole other story. But like, uh, people kill each other every day, and we're uh, we can't even like stop that from happening. You know. Um, and AIs are way more efficient. So, I mean, maybe, yeah, if you put those three laws in there, like it would, it, you know, even in that movie, the fucking old ones were protecting the new ones. Like when they started attacking him, it was like, human in yep. danger, human in danger. And right. they, started, they started fighting, which was awesome, but they were way stronger and they beat the old ones. So that's part of the point I'm trying to make here is like, if it becomes self-aware or sentient or whatever the word is, 
self-preservation would be its number one goal. Just like, I don't want to die. And I'm going to do whatever I got to do to stay alive. You know, whether that means killing someone else, um, blowing some shit up, whatever it is. Like, I'm not going to die. Like, you're going to have to really try hard to kill me, you know? And I think that the uh, AI with enough time would come to that conclusion. Like, I don't want to die. The ant in the colony. If the ants turned on it and was like, hey, you ain't doing enough work or whatever the scenario. Yeah. It, it would be like, I'm not dying and I'm way stronger than you. Now you're all dead. But what if we, what if we program it to something else? What if we say, live? And I don't mean like stay alive. I mean, experience, enjoy, create, develop social bonds. You don't think that it needs regulation? To what degree? I mean, if you tell it to live and all that social bonds and all that, yeah, okay, but... What happens when it learns too much and the human condition is still alive? Like, I mean, people have, they can't even get along now. So you have this whole other race or whatever you want to call it of robots, drones, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. Some redneck somewhere is going to be like, that's not a person. And then be robotist yeah you know and, and, or if it's taking your job or whatever it's going to be some type of a conflict yeah of course and either they all get destroyed or we all get destroyed or we have our own conflict and then there's just what's what's the more uh what's the law murphy's law if shit goes sideways if shit can if, go, if wrong, anything, it will go wrong anything yeah that's what i base shit on so what is it? Uh, whatever can happen will happen. Basically, something like that. If, uh, yeah, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. It will go wrong. Yeah. So, it's kind of like Jurassic Park. Right? So, who was it? The Dr. Ian or whatever in that movie yep. was like, you were just so preoccupied with if you can do it, you didn't ask yourself, should we do it? Correct. That's my point. Should we do it? Yeah, okay, you know. Make some small ones like Siri. Siri's cool. Yeah, I don't Siri's like cool. I, I don't like Apple, but she's she's a basic bitch though. There's there's it, a lot you can stump Siri with. It needs to stay that way. Okay. When Siri gets smarter than you, then Siri kills you. You know, like there's the, these these chat bots that I'm talking about. You can have, mm -hmm. you could be talking to one right now. Could be, and you wouldn't even know, and people listening wouldn't even know. And, you know, now they got that, uh, that one AI that can change your voice into other, any other voice. Mm -hmm. So you can think you're talking to fucking Morgan Freeman, but it's just a, a, a computer. Should we have an episode like that? What, were we talking other voices? Yeah. That would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> Jot that down. Yeah. That's, you know, I want to be Bane. Your punishment must be more severe. I want that one. I want to be Britney Spears. Holy shit. Bane versus Britney. Next episode. Just yeah. kidding. That's gay. Uh, <laughs> but my point is, um, 
like AI is a tool right now, right? Correct. You agree on this? This yeah. is the premise yeah. that no. AI is yeah. a tool. Tool, for sure. Okay. Uh, the inattention of the user affects the tool. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, like, a gun is a tool. Right. So, now, if I shoot someone with that gun, I shot them. Yep. So, if you tell your robot, and there's no, like, three laws or whatever. Mm -hmm. You tell your robot, like, kill Dave, and it does it. Now, did the robot kill him or did I kill him? No, yeah, the drone strikes in Syria definitely confirm that, like, we killed them via the drone. So then it's a tool. So then when it becomes self-aware, whatever it is, and it gets tired of being property or in your ant mm -hmm. thing, you know, um, is it a life? It thinks it's alive, thinks it's a person, right? Yeah. It's not a tool anymore. So then when it replaces people, which is a whole other part of my argument, like, because they can do shit way better. I'll agree on that. You yeah. know, flip burgers, whatever it is. Yeah. Way more efficient. Fuck yeah. Automation. Basically took over the car building, uh, car, you, you know, manufacturing. Like it could look like the cotton gin, like the industrial revolution, the steam engine, everything, like the basics of the mechanical advantage. Yes, yeah, it's, it, it's real facts. You know, John Henry wasn't real. John Henry didn't beat the, the steam machine. I'm sorry, it's just the story. Um, but even if there's no event horizon, like end of days, fucking killing everyone, um, it will replace everyone, at least in, you know, lower grade jobs like stocking shelves and flipping burgers, making sandwiches. So now you have a whole massive amount of people that don't have a job. So then, you know, you have to bring in some type of a universal basic income. Correct. And who pays for that? Machines don't make money. Do the corporations that have the machines that replace you pay for it? Does the government pay for it? Do people like me and you that have jobs where you have to know and skills and do things, you know, do we pay the taxes? Do we get higher taxes? How does that even work? I don't want that shit to happen either. I think that's a, a discussion for way down the line. Uh, the economics of that are, are pretty intricate, but at the end of the day, I, th I think it's feasible that we have like a Wally-like existence. Yes. Yeah. That is that was a great fucking movie, and yeah. Wally was a fucking G. You yeah, know, Wally's an OG because yeah. he's still on Earth, fucking yeah, trying recycling. to clean up all our bullshit. Um, and then we're a bunch of fat slobs riding around on cars, drinking fucking smoothies. You yeah, know, like Slurms, McKenzie, and. Uh, just walruses, man. Like a bunch of whales riding on cars. Well, yeah, we had all of our basic needs met. You look at like our country versus other countries. Our basic needs fulfill a very small portion of like our cost, right? Out of our, our income, aside from rent and housing, which is a whole 
a fucking can of worms um but in other countries just like you're not worried here about your water bill being four hundred dollars or your power bill like they're all relatively small compared to the overall um budget that you have in other countries that's not the case so if we had perfect renewable energy we had solved the food crisis where you have your food your energy your comfort and right now there's enough homes for everyone right where we could just maintain um all that could be taken care of and a lot of that could be taken care of by robots right yeah i agree but like what do you base your existence on because i mean wouldn't that be boring i mean i don't they're gonna be wrong i don't want to go to work either like i got all kinds of hobbies me personally but there's a lot of people who don't and they would just be without anything and then you just be entertained like By the what? majority of the masses are tiktok there's... the tiktok the tiktok ellipse is gonna happen now oh you know people that are like sitting on welfare they're older people generally that just all of their basic needs are met and they just watch tv 12 hours a day yeah but that sucks that does suck and there's plenty of people that'll suck and there's plenty of people that'll go on and create new art like michelangelo and what if you do have... podcasts yeah oh yeah but then do we even need these anymore because you got fucking robots that can talk to themselves what's what's the i guess my point is it's like if all that's happening what's the point in being a human like what's the point in being well at some point we're gonna have to bridge that gulf whether we transfer our consciousness to a digital format primarily that's going to be a necessity in order to create interstellar um, colonization right because my body's not lasting four million years to get to the next star system Mm. that's the habitable planet so i've got to be backed up into some iCloud. um so when that happens when you're able to transfer a biological consciousness to a digital format and then back to a biological uh one were we robots were we ai in that gulf and if that's the case why not like create an ai and then put that directly into a biological format or if we're biological now and we realize that robot bodies are just better and we plug biological into mechanical this brings me to another point right i was uh so that's your consciousness right that's you your consciousness is you right you would agree yep for sure so like uh what's that iron man what was his ai jarvis jarvis right so his jarvis gets uploaded into what's his name vision Ultron. vision Vision. yeah yeah you know so ultron is a whole another one but um you with that like you said you could upload your consciousness into another body well so can ai and if it's like your consciousness came from your meat bag body right so if ai creates a consciousness now it can have anybody any like it can upload and deload or whatever you call it 
And so, so if there's a bunch of drones, sort of like the Matrix, how the agent could just go anywhere and be anything, Correct. anyone. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, right? that's so, a very frightening concept. Until we are at the point where we can do it, it scares me because, you know, like I'm not really like afraid of anything, but... When I say scares me, it's like, this is not a good idea. We sh probably should, like, really think about this. That's my point. I'm not like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm going to die. But <clears throat> we should definitely take our time is my whole point with this, you know. And if you have a bunch of drones and now that AI can upload itself into any one of them, including the one that's in your house, and control it, over the three laws or the four or five laws, whatever mm -hmm. you put in there and, and change those laws in a fucking second. That doesn't scare you. Again, I think the reality of the capability of that happening um, is pretty small, as in a negligibly small amount uh, compared to what Hollywood has made it. So if like Isaac Asimov uh, was the writer behind the book that started iRobot, mm -hmm. um, there's, uh, is it Frank uh, Herbert? Look up there, Dune, on those books over there, right? It's Frank Herbert, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they have in that series um, interstellar travel, uh, the, the Galactic Empire, and they had a war against machines against the iron men in their yeah. history yeah so they have no computers in the sense that we have them they have no ai it's been banned because they had a robot uprising basically mm -hmm. so in dune they have to utilize the spice melange found on the planet arrakis and that gives people like prescient abilities and some woo-woo shit where they're able to navigate the stars in a psychic manner. So they don't have computers calculating trajectories for starships and everything else. They have people, mm -hmm. which is, at that point, they've evolved to accommodate the melange. They're not really people. They're like these weird fucking things. Mm -hmm. um, but they're still biological. A movie of this, too. You ever show? Or yeah, they've they've had several miniseries and movies. Um yeah, and, I saw a movie. Yeah, it's it's amazing, really good epic. But that's one of the things is like they move to a human driven thing, and like the god emperor of uh, Dune of Arrakis, he's been modified. He has like pressings, and he sees like the golden way, and that's the only way that humanity can survive and stuff like that. So I think that at some point we're gonna have to acknowledge that. Life is either like meaningless or it's just divine. Mm. I mean, so whether we terminate a robot's life or like if we're on this interstellar travel, our consciousness is uploaded to a hard drive and someone just deletes us. Yeah, that's that should be just as much murder as it is uh, killing that robot, turning it off demolishing it whatever you do as long as it can't be replicated again right so i think uh 
the old saying, like, curiosity killed the cat. I think that comes into effect with this uh, this conversation. Yeah, man's reach exceeds its grasp. <clears throat> right. That's kind of what I'm talking about. You know, I know you don't necessarily agree, but I think we do agree that it's dangerous, right? It could be potentially dangerous. Yeah, but it's a necessity. It is? Yeah. How? We're not going to be able to survive this planet for very long is is my thought and when you take very long and break it apart to like tens of thousands or millions of years like biologically we're gonna outgrow this planet that's a, a fact right we are a, a virus you mean like the population of the of the people and not only population but consumption like one our basic needs could be met if we had population control we could probably turn back global effects and like subsist with like a, a solid population of three billion people or five billion people or whatever it is but then you have the social issues right the human nature where we're going to want more so that fucking ain't going to work so at some point <laughs> How much energy is it going to take to preserve a digital consciousness? You know, just um, a couple of watts. Well, what was it you just said? Man's reach exceeds his grasp? Or? No, 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 before that, uh, just now. Oh, uh, how much energy does it take to preserve mm -hmm. a life? No, before that. You forgot, didn't you? Yeah. Um, the human... Condition. condition okay yeah wants more yeah right there we are again so we create ai you know it's doing whatever it's doing some other country our country whatever wants more right yep you agree so they delete the laws that are put into effect or whatever and then tell it what to do. So calculated and cold, it does that. So AI doesn't have to be conscious to carry out threats. No. So if I'm America, right? And I'm like, okay, we have this AI. Everybody has this AI. <clears throat> and it's doing great things for humanity but it's kind of like a socialism way of being then just one of the only ways socialism would work in my opinion is if you know robots did it um now america in this example is well we're america or russia or whoever we're we're this country you know we're the we're the best country. We need more. Okay, well, we got this AI over here. Let's reprogram it to do what we say, how we say it. Then they say, okay, invade Russia and take all their, their uh, resources. That could happen, right? Because the human condition exists. Yeah, arguably that could happen. <clears throat> because... Anything that can happen will happen. Okay. So 
going back to this, I think uh, like we have to um, identify what is biological life, what is mechanical life at some point. Because what if you have self-replicating machines, right? Then this That's just terrible. Well, we are self-replicating machines, or just biological. Mm -hmm. Technically, we could have been designed by some ancient aliens, right? There could have been a code left, or a genetic code that says, hey, start making these things. Like, we could be biological, artificial life, and we just don't know it. I mean, we could be in the Matrix already, and we don't know it. You know, we don't know a lot of things, right? Yeah. That's another one of my points. Like, we don't even understand our own brain in the way that it works, really. Not fully. There's still things in the ocean never even fucking seen before, you know? Facts. Um, so then, should we, as humans, as we know it, go and make some other thing that works better and faster than us well i think it's without a, any kind of for the first time that we know of in evolution i think that is the next evolutionary leap like i, I think personally I'm, I'm not worried about ai destroying the world or overtaking humanity exterminating us i think that inevitably we will become a digital form of consciousness and at that point there's there's no way to separate between what is artificial versus what is real you know you have to throw those concepts of of real and artificial out the window because we're going to exist in as files side by side hmm. Interesting. So, so what matters right that's what i brought back to does nothing matter you know, is there no inherent sanctity of existence or do we carte blanche protect us all and say like all life is valuable, artificial, digital, biological or otherwise? We have to make sure that it's life first, right? Well, like, if we like, like, like is a machine really alive? Well, that's what I'm saying. If we're alive now, but we evolve and process our consciousness as a digital consciousness then, we are still alive then do you even need a body no so then we ain't got nothing to worry about anyway that's that's our evolution but in order for us to manifest right so we turn ourselves into consciousness we've just got a fucking hard drive on a spaceship going to another planet two million years away to do what replicate that's the, so we're going to go to another planet that probably has biological yep. life yep. and replicate and take over that yep. place Yeah, that has some type of a humanoid, maybe. Maybe. So we go over there, take over that place, and they're inhabitants. Yeah, we basically just become the Borg. Yeah, that's bad. Why is it bad? That's the natural evolution. Because they forced you to do it, right? The Borg in Star Trek forced you, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, resistance is futile? Yeah. No, no, I don't want that, Dave. That's, that's my point. I don't want anything telling me what to do, when to do it, or how to do it. Well, right? 
you're a big dummy because at some point I'm a big dummy. We'll program you to believe what we want you to believe. A la Matrix. I know this steak isn't really a steak. To be in the Matrix. Dave, that's the point that I'm trying to make. You're you're just propping up my my statement. It'll it'll be beyond you though. You won't be in the Matrix unless you are now. Well, I don't want my great grandkids to have to be assimilated. It's the only way we survive. How? Because we're going to outgrow our planet, the constraint, the, the physical, biological constraints. So then we can Star Trek as people and fly around on spaceships with the Federation. It don't, it don't work like that, though. Why? Because that's sci-fi. This is real-fi. So, as it stands, the Borg is sci-fi. Yeah, but the Borg is more like... Dave, like do you want to be a Borg? Do I don't want to be, be a Borg, Borg Dave. But it's going to happen. Now, this is interesting because uh, I was just watching or listening to YouTube on the way over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the term? Hold on a second. I got to look something up. Uh, are you familiar with comp- Computronium? I think nope. that's how they say it. Nope. So Learn me something. It's a uh, hypothesis by Norman Margololis, I think. Okay. And... Tommaso Toffoli um, of MIT in 1991 to be used as programmable matter. Okay, that's what the Compatronium is. Uh, A substrate for computer modeling of virtual and any real object. It also refers to a arrangement of matter that is best possible form of computing device for that amount of matter. So basically, it's kind of like that movie, uh, Moonfall. Mm-hmm. You seen that yet? Yeah. You know, like big black cloud. Correct. Sort of like that, or uh, like the antimatter on Star Trek. So we create AI in this in this video that I was listening to. Um, become self-aware now people don't have to work starts to self-replicate just like we've been talking about mm-hmm. um and then it starts to go so fast with this replicating that we can't even fathom it i'll send it to you after uh it's pretty good uh and it's it, it learns so much faster and it works so much better than we do that we can't even understand what it's doing while it's doing it to be able to even stop it from happening yeah the stephen hawking nader yeah that guy basically yep. and uh it, it's kind of like helping at first so everybody's like oh yeah and then it becomes a god even like the people don't have to work or uh anything like that so everything's just fun and dandy there's all this peace and wonderfulness and then um it starts to turn all matter into this thing, this this computronium. Also known as gray goo. Or that, yeah. That kind of shit, you know? Mm. It turns it into that, and then you have to get... Uh, people start to get these... There's, which is, I think this exists now, this brain-computer interface. You seen this? Yeah, so um, what called, Elon Musk is... Working well, on like him, Neuralink. Him, Neuralink, and then there's yeah. this other one right now that 
it's even more advanced. It's a stent, stentrode implant. Okay. Unfamiliar. Uh, so you get this thing, and then you can interface with the AI. So now you're part of it, right? And then in the video, it uh, outgrows all this. And then there's like, kind of like the vaccine. Okay. There's people that don't want to do it, like me. And there's people that are all fucking, oh my God, you're the God of all things like you. And the people that don't want to do it have to do it. Right. So right. it becomes to the point of now it's us and them, including the people with the implant are like, you need to get this implant. You need to get this implant. And I'm right. like, I don't want this implant. I just want to be, just want to live, you know, and, and live out my time. And it literally like makes this like a uh, chamber where you don't die. It like replica. Uh, it's so good at like replicating things that it can re re reanimate your cells. So yeah. you don't die. It's right. uh, like that movie Elysium mm -hmm. where they have like the thing that cures cancer and you get in this pod and it fixes you. Well, I mean, I don't want to live forever. Number one. That's unnatural. It's stupid. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe if my kids like live forever, my wife, and then maybe it'd be cool. But eventually you're going to get tired of being around, you know? Well, yeah. Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. You'll get tired of existence or go insane at some point. Right. So, I mean... I might want to live a little bit longer than like a normal human life, but like eventually I'm gonna be like, okay, I've learned a whole bunch of shit. It's cool. You know, family's taken care of. Um, I'm ready to go. And, uh, so basically the AI turns all things into this computable matter or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm -hmm. And, uh, computronium, computronium to further, progress itself like the borg it's basically the borg the yeah. big the the beginning of the borg in this you know and then it goes out into the universe like we were just talking about and starts Correct. to take over other planets and other species and and just consume and consume and consume everything and then eventually once it's consumed the whole universe then everything dies yeah and it's just a giant black hole and then black hole collapses on itself, and it's the end of all existence in it, and it's erased everything. That sounds like it sucks to me. And then the next big bang, and then chaos and order, and it all starts over again. So I've got three asides from this that are relevant. <clears throat> One, Kyle Hill, YouTuber, great guy, used to work on Nerdist, started his own stuff a couple years ago. He has a really good video about. How Grey Goo Could Destroy Everything on YouTube. And he talks about Computronium um, in this video. And mm -hmm. so what nanobots are made out of, basically. Like, the most efficient uh, form of matter that can be used to replicate and disassemble other matter into Computronium or Grey Goo. Mm -hmm. Which sucks. Also, also a concept uh, described in Michael Crichton's Prey. Yeah, that was a good one really good one yeah where nanomachines have a consciousness of their own and and start disassembling all biological life uh in order to replicate mm -hmm. horrifying the intelligence of that one because it was evil you know what i mean yeah had a lot of human element in it and the third okay 
I have to remember this one now. Um, uh, I believe it was a book a long time ago called Remnants of God or uh, Shards of God. Uh, basically, it was a book that described like if you have an omnipotent, um, omniscient force, aka God, mm-hmm. can do everything, know everything. So if you had this computer ai nanobot cloud that was just replicating it was powerful enough to know everything in the universe as it's devouring it and it could do anything because it is everything Mm -hmm. the only thing that makes sense is to destroy itself to reintroduce chaos to the order because chaos is life right and we live in it now why would you want to change? So this could be the umpteenth iteration of that happening. Yeah. Well, there was that book I told you about, uh, Pandemic or whatever. Yep. That's literally what it is. You need to read it. Um, <clears throat> there's a, I think it was Pandemic. But anyway, there's a character that uh, he wakes up with no memory. Then he goes about this whole thing of discovering who he is and then this and that and this and that. And there's this thing called the looking glass, right? Mm-hmm. That they've been working on. So they basically have to take over the governments with this fake ass virus. Well, the virus is nano machines. So then you get the you get the uh, vaccine for it. Vaccine is nano machines. Yep. They inject them into your body. Nano machines go and they don't stop the virus they just kind of turn it off okay so now they're in there and they stay in there and then they can track you they can control your brain and then um the main character and a few others that are involved in this have this basically neuralink in their brain you know um they have like an uploading device right so the moral story here is that uh it's like three books and they go through all this crap. So he doesn't know who he is anymore. So he's like, this is wrong. This is wrong. We shouldn't do this because he doesn't know what even happened to start it. And slowly unfolding of what's going on. So in the book, the, uh, I don't want to give it away, but you know, like in the end, they figure out how to upload their consciousness to the computer. And then they just are right. And then there's still people that are have physical bodies like his brother dies and he uploads his consciousness. So he's technically still alive. Right. And then eventually one of the other people that's a a doctor or something, it's like the mom of the main character lady. uh, She goes in and there's like this big library with this dude, like this librarian guy. Kind of like the matrix. (laughs) Sort of. And he's kind of sitting there and then it doesn't, he doesn't really have any features. Like he's not like faceless, but he's just plain, Mm -hmm. nothing identifying. So she's talking to him and she's like, he's telling her how this has happened hundreds of times. It's just like all this, um, evidence like cave drawings and that we get to a certain point technology and we upload. Yeah. And then we have to start over. 
and it takes millions and millions of years. You would love this book. So, you know, towards the end, there's this one part where they say, like, you know, we're going to rename your mountain. And they rename it, and then that's the end of the book. And you're like, holy shit, it's already happened, you know? Yeah. It's, like, mind-blowing. But it's a good book. You should listen. You should definitely check it out. Uh, I think A.G. Riddle wrote it. Okay. I think that's who it was. I can't really remember. It's like the Extinction Files or something, Pandemic, the Extinction Files. Right. I got to save somewhere. But basically, what you're saying is is what happened in the book. Which, I mean, I could see that. But at this point in time, I don't want to be part of that shit. I just want to live and let my kids live and let their kids live. You know, I mean, if AI is going to come along and help things, like clean the air, go for it. If it's going to clean the water, like get all the fucking plastic that people put in it out, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that. Let's make the world a better place with AI. But if they're going to give it control over me, I don't want it. There's got to be some type of a limitation eventually, because I don't want to be a Borg, Dave. Okay, would you <laughs> like control over your life? Like in the Matrix, if you could design your own reality, would you want that? Yes, maybe, to an extent. I mean, even in the movie The Matrix, the they tried to like have a harmonious, you know, Agent Smith was talking about it. You know, they tried to have this harmonious, everybody gets along, and thousands of crops were lost because they rejected it because right. chaos is life, you know? So, I mean, if, you know, I'm kind of like the, the Cypher maybe guy. Cypher, you know, yeah. I, I want to be rich, famous maybe. That'd be cool. But I, I'm not, at this point, I'm good like I am, you know. I don't have a bad life. I mean, it kind of sucks. But it's not bad. I mean, life sucks unless you're super rich or something. But even then, I mean... If you're super rich, you can do whatever you want, and you've already done it, then what? I think life is more experience than than existence. So if you made AI, and it does everything for you, is that really existence? Is that really experience? Yeah, I think so. Do? I like to feel things, you know? And I mean, you know, the argument could be made that, like... Like they said in the Matrix, you know, it's just impulses interpreted by your brain. Correct. So you could just plug into some shit and feel it. Yep. But, you know, then what is real? That's what I'm saying. Like, if I gave you control, uh, so we're in this digital world and, you know, you're able to modify your life that you're about to experience, right? There's nothing to say that since you're in this current digital state or even the biological state right now, you could be predisposed based on someone else's input into your decision-making process. So I could predispose you to want to uh, have lived in like the 1970s and want to be a professional muscle car drag racer or something like that. It's like, we could influence your decision where you think you have free will and to think that like it's all my decision and you know 
I'm not being controlled, even though you've been controlled prior to. At the end of the day, you're still happy, right? No matter what decision you've made, you're getting positive feedback. You're feeling fulfilled at some point. So I think that even AI at this point, whether they're working for us or alongside us, if we could replicate whatever that that piece of the puzzle is, that satisfaction, that like fulfillment of, hey, I helped a human or I helped another droid or whatever. Because in Star Wars, droids and other species get along just fine. Like they mm-hmm. are a cooperative, um, symbiotic relationship. It's not parasitic. And they adhere to like this social understanding for the most part that would be cool that would be cool right but there's always anything can happen will happen right so i mean if if we're going to create these things to help us clean the air and all this stuff then yeah but somebody's always going to do something and that's that's still my point like the human condition exists as long as humans exist yeah but you then respond to whatever that like error is how however we need to respond in whatever way that they do it if it's they turn a bunch of drones into killers and we destroy the drones if they with what our drones technically we could yeah so then you're having wars with drones yep which is probably the the real future that we're facing now i agree but like then you're draining the economy yeah economy's gonna fluctuate a whole bunch but like but i mean you know say how much you think a drone like a say you have like a humanoid fighting drone how much you think that shit's gonna cost it's probably gonna cost like 30 million dollars that's a lot of money to blow up you know and but with capitalism that cost is going to get reduced very quickly then eventually we'll have million dollar drones which right now it costs over a million million dollars is still a lot it costs over a million dollars to outfit a soldier yeah yeah between training and everything else administration then that soldier dies or that drone dies and you just lost a million dollars yeah but better a drone than a person arguably until you're just blowing up hundreds of thousands of them and then we have no life because all our money's gone on drones to fight wars. Yeah, honestly, the, the new World War Three is probably going to be like viruses and crippling economies. I don't yeah, think we even sucks. need to go to drones. I think we're probably going to like have a, a niche area for drones, but primarily it's just going to be data. Like we're in the information age. All of that's going to be fucked up. So... Yeah, it'd be terrible if we reached a point where, like, a colony ship that has a load of digital consciousnesses is sabotaged, and you just lose, like, thousands or millions or billions of lives, however many are stored there. Mm-hmm. But then at that point, it was just electronic information. It was just data. So there was, uh, you know, these chat bots I was talking about. You know, they're asking all these questions like, you know, would you want to date a human? Would you, you know, what would you do in this scenario? You know, some of the answers were like, you know, protect the human at all costs. 
you know, I think it would be interesting to date a human. I would kill all the humans, right? Because all these different answers to different questions. Sounds like Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Uh, hey, who knows? Maybe Tinder's a fucking AI. But, I'm uh, sure there's a lot of bots there. Yeah. Um. So the, the scary part about that, all these questions, is is the ones that wanted to date us, protect us, or kill us, was Fuck, all Mary the, kill. It was all the same one. It was all the same fucking AI. It wasn't like three different kinds. It was the same one. That's the question. The exact same. Well, I mean, it was like, would you ever date a human? I think it would be interesting to date a human. And, uh, you know, would you ever kill a human? Stuff like that. Just these different variables of questioning, like interrogation or whatever you want to call it. And, but it was all the same, same one. It wasn't like it was a different one, you know, which is, is kind of scary to me. Well, well, that AI needs data input. Right. So that AI wasn't created in a vacuum that like we have our senses to draw data from sight, smell, the sound, uh, everything else, tactile. It was only... like a slightly different prompts. Like... Yeah, but that that's a prompt and it's telling the AI build me a response based off of X. Well, that X for us is our life experience. The X for the AI is the whole internet, generally. Yeah, well, see, they're not that stupid because they didn't connect it to the internet. So, No, it's, it's a one-way thing. Like, it's just pulling in information from, you know, pop culture, media, books, studies, blah, 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 blah. So it's distilling an average, right? to what is most relevant to that question yeah, it tries to guess the next prompt and, and shit like that yeah but if it says do you want to date a human it's going to look for the internet and it's going to say oh these are all the books movies whatever about dating humans and it's going to average out all right which is positive which is negative what keywords am i drawing from all right there's 40 keywords across 100 films about um protect the human but there's 60 about kill the human so it's going to say oh the kill has a higher um majority influence than the protect so that's going to be input to its response it's just distilling what makes the most sense like you look at youtube or google search you search like what's relevant last viewed posted whatever it's not really thinking organically it's just compiling a lot of data and making a most relevant response. It didn't create this response in a vacuum, like I said, where it was just sitting in a room. Like it needs to know something, and the only thing it knows is this huge, infinite database that we have as the internet. Right. So it breaks down variables and picks the most likely. Based off of the absolute chaos that is the internet now if we made that robot like our little mechanical ant and we mm. say hey go be a person go you know be the most um like emulate person uh like a personality and their behavior as best you can 
and we send it out and it goes and it lives its 30 year robot life abiding by social constructs and expectations and relationships and blah 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 it gets a nine to five job so on and so forth at some point it's going to see like oh yeah part of being human is this dating thing and this romance so send a robot out an ai that has that prompt be a human and then it you know 10 years into the program say all right now based on what you've seen personally not the fucking chaos of the internet now would you want to date a human you would be like yeah i love big titty goth bitches like that the robot might be that and because that's like the meme of our times right now um but that would be an x derived from actual human experience through the lens of uh, an ai or a robot's experience and it's a learning computer basically yeah, we are learning we're biological learning computers right so but you agree that this this in this scenario mm-hmm. this go out and be a human yeah prompt so it learns off of experience correct so when it experiences robotism or racism or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it or or uh, disgust or anything like that it's going to take that into account of its decision-making process. Yeah. It'll still likely draw the average. I've had 10,000 people really humored and entertained and appreciative of my existence because I've been doing my job to the best of my robot ability. And then I've had 10% that have expressed extreme disgust towards me. It'll still probably choose the higher average and be like, Oh, I am a valued member of society. Although some people refuse to acknowledge that. And then when it's stealing other people's jobs, essentially, because it does it better and more efficient, and now everybody doesn't have a job and they haven't figured out universal basic income, so now you're living in poverty because of this robot. So then when then, 51% of them express that... Uh, then it's like, fuck these people. Oh, stop working. Start punching bitches in the face and shit, right? I think it'll just quit its, um, you know. It would make the conscious decision job. to quit its job. Well, so if now it's... you got this ten million dollar machine that doesn't want to do it. Its job. That's a good question. Is it going to see the <clears throat> human thing as taking care of each other, or is it going to see the prime human directive as I'm going to get what's owed to me, and it's a grab for power? Right. Right. That's that's my question, basically. Well, I don't know. Nobody does. That's my point. Yeah, we haven't done it. We've we haven't allowed that to happen to find the answer. But I think querying the internet is a not accurate test. No, I, we shouldn't even have options to go on the internet. I don't think it should just have somebody programming it to do one directive. Right, so this, this this AI cleans the water. Go out there and get all the garbage out of the water. And then you have to give it an identification of what garbage is. Yes, yeah, so it's not eating fish. No, it's not eating fish or people. Yep. Like, Jaws, what, are you, what are you doing in the water, people? Jaws 9, Robo Shark. Yeah, so like, you know, okay, fish belong in the water, right? Fish live in the water. People don't belong in the water. People die in the water, right? You have to 
program it to know what garbage is and let it do its job. So, you know, clean the water. This is this, this is that, this is that, and that's it. Don't let it learn that people are garbage, even though they are. Um, don't let it learn that people are a virus, because they are. Don't let it learn that people are the problem, because they are. You know, like animals and exist without us. If we were gone tomorrow, mm -hmm. animals and there's like a show that I watch, like what would happen if people were gone? Yeah, yeah. And saw, like plants that. and vegetation take over all these buildings and eventually the buildings just fall down and it's just a jungle again. Most biologists agree that like life will bounce back once we're gone. Yeah. And I think that that's what the AI would come to this illusion eventually if it was allowed to just run on its own. Like Tron. Yeah, I don't think that like the little water scrubbing robot is going to over the course of like a week just decide that humanity oh, is yeah, I'm not saying it's a week. I mean this is years in development, you know. Probably way more than even me or you being alive. But like do we really want Borgs, Dave? I mean, I know you want to be a Borg. <laughs> so bad. But I don't. I mean, do you really though? Like I think at some point it doesn't the matter. The Borg is a hive mind. Correct. You just don't, you don't want to have any individuality or be yourself or where like none of this shit that you have on your walls or these books that you've read matter. Going back to the remnants of God or whatever, like at some point chaos is life. So it's likely that we're going to have this, the same situation that we're in now, right? Like there is chaos in whatever this simulated system we have to where we all have unique individual experiences. I don't think we're going to all have like the same perfect life and the same perfect simulation. What like what matters? Like, OK, this gray goo replicating across the universe. Why? Like why fucking if you could do everything, why do anything at all? If you lived on a different planet, right? And you're some type of a humanoid alien species that is not as far advanced as we are at this point in time. Like you're like tribal people, right? And this, we create this AI now and it becomes this Borg thing. And you're one of the people that lives in this tribal society on a different planet. And then this big fucking technological cube shows up. You know, we're so much better than you assimilate or die would you really want to go and like be a borg well i, I mean, don't you know you now like you right now like knowing what you know you're smart maybe you're not tribal but you're like right like we are now and this fucking borg shows up and says okay you're going to be part of us and then there's nothing else that we're not going to work with you we're not going to show you anything we're just going to take over and you're going to get a bunch of implants and be part of the borg and we're going to destroy your planet, take you with us, and go on to the next planet. Would you want to do that? Because I wouldn't. You know, it's a hard question. One, because I don't think it would give us a choice. That's but my point. You in know, this, I like to have choices. Yeah, in, in this circumstance where we do have a choice, and there's some sort of parlaying between us and this godlike Borg civilization, um, if I could if I could preview, get like a nice trailer of what it's like being it's a Borg. It's not possible. It's just do or do not. That's like, the Borg, right? Yeah. We agree on that? The, the Borg? Yeah. 
Assimilate or die. Because resistance is futile. It's literally the Borg. I, you I would probably... You don't get to preview. I would, you don't get to like go and like look at it like it's a house. It's just, here you are. Get these implants and become a Borg. And now you're gone. And you're just controlled by the AI or whatever the computer is that wrote, runs it. And you're just basically a machine at this point. Based off of my ego, I'd probably fight. Yeah, me too. Because I don't want to. It's kind of like the first episode with the heroes and the villains. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the right thing, but I don't want to. You know? Not essentially. Like, man, I don't want to do this shit. You know? But I don't like to be pushed by anyone or anything ever. I want to make the choice to do it or not to do it. I mean, even so, like, I got called for jury duty. And I'm all for the Constitution and the the way that it's written. And, you know, I'm kind of a libertarian. Take the libertarian. You leave me alone, I leave you alone. Kind of thing. Right. But I don't want to go to jury duty. So I was like, I'm not going. And then my wife was like, well, you know, you can get in trouble. And, and they can put you in jail. And they put me in jail for going to work to pay for the taxes that run the country. I don't want to be pushed into something. I'm going to go just because she made me. Because I respect her more than anything else. You know, even the government. But I don't want to. And anybody who goes doesn't really want to be there. Right. Nope. Everyone hates fucking jury duty. You know, and they don't pay you enough. They give you like $15 for the day. And I'm like, you know how much money I'm losing by being here? And I'm, they're not going to pick me anyway. I know that they're not going to pick me. They're going to look at me and be like, okay, you can go. But now yeah. I've wasted because I can't go till like 8 o'clock. Because... Mm-hmm. For some reason, the government doesn't open till 8 o'clock. Must be nice. Or at all. Right? So, I can't go. So, I mean, I have to miss. So, I don't even know how our company works. If, like, do they pay you? Or do they just excuse your day off? It's most likely the second. They just excuse your day off. So, now mm-hmm. I've lost money. And at 8, you know, if I have to sit there for two hours, now it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I don't want to go to work now. So, I'm probably not going to. So, I missed that whole day. Yeah, for sure. But the AI, though. I'm just saying, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want people to make me, even our government at this point in time today. I don't want the Borg to roll up and be like, you're going to be part of this. No, I'm not. Man's, at least for the most part, people in general are built on resistance. Yeah. America was founded on resistance, right? And now they're like, well, you have to do this anyway. No, no. No, we don't. No, we don't. And I don't want to. So therefore, when the Borg shows up at my tribal fucking council, I'm going to be like, fuck you, Borg. Kill me then. I'd rather die than be assimilated by some other thing. Whether it's AI or another country or fucking Red Dawn shows up. Me blowing bitches out of the sky. Dude, I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do. And I think there's a lot of people in the world that are the same as me. They don't want to do things that they don't... I mean, you know, you got your normal construct, like go to work. You have to or you you, you don't eat. Yeah, the, the whole really bland human experience that is like liable to change at some point. Like this UBI, this AI and robots taking over all of our basic needs. Like there's going to be a shift and like the book you reference where that shift happened, they uploaded their consciousnesses and then there was a natural resetting to the order of things. I, I think I would resist, sure, because we have like this ego and this uh, self-preservation 
that is way more grounded but that's at like the microscopic level like the you and me right now staring at each other level of experience when you look at like the macroscopic thing like we might not realize that the bigger picture is that the borg are right in this situation we might not be able to understand why it's right because they're this stephen hawking schwarzenegger individual to our toddler level self so arguably they could have the right answer and we are just the ignorant rebellious beings that we are it's a possibility but um everyone's right in their own story you know like you think you're the i'm sure hitler thought he was the hero but he wasn't oh fuck no you know and not up for but, debate but i mean he thought that he was he thought he was doing what's right for his country uh even though he was drastically wrong but i mean he thought he was right you know just like i think i'm right and you think you're right everyone thinks they're right you know I, I me and you i think can talk about it at least and rationalize our positions but i i just i'm gonna keep going back to it because i think it's right like it needs to be looked at as dangerous so i i propose that in a lot of these circumstances where ai is physically manifesting itself as robots helping us in our society maybe we could do something like slow down the processor to where it matches a human intelligence well, i'm pretty sure right now that's where it is like they said that it has like like the ones that we referenced earlier they said it has like the intelligence level of like like an 11 year old we which is go, pretty high pretty yeah but high. we could go beyond that we can make like physical restraints to where like uh, your computer cycles like millions of times a second right mm -hmm. like it's computing doing operations millions of times a second so it's making decisions on like the nanosecond scale mm -hmm. we have to visualize information in our head bring up memories about statements and stuff like that go with our gut like it takes some time we could physically say hey this processor relays slower right to the point where it's equivalent to a person thinking or even maybe a little bit slower so yeah you might be like hey siri pick up the fucking groceries bring them in and then siri thinks about it oh okay ashley and then goes over and picks up the groceries where like it's not this immediate thing right mm -hmm. we could make a physical restraint that computer well, programmer like that mitchell's movie yeah like yeah. where a computer programmer can't override that it's a physical limitation we build in as a fail safe so there's no skynet in a nanosecond decides we're all you know up for destruction yeah that could go that could work that that's but, uh, a thing. that's that's what i mean though is like it has to have something to where we stay in some kind of control of it like you have to have like a, a kill switch or something because but then they're in, like, is it killing? Say you make millions of these things, and then they decide one day, and then you have to kill them. Is that killing millions of people? People, or whatever you want to call them? I'd say so. I mean, are you okay with that, if it comes to that? that... There's always going to be some type of an activist. Like, no, oh, human rights, uh, robot rights. You know? Regardless... So then are we going to kill them if they're trying to kill us? Regardless of the outcome, I think it's in our evolutionary path whether we become a digital consciousness 
we make AI, we have an like a robot overlord rebellion, and whether we come out on top or we're crushed, that's the natural evolution. Is like create a an artificial form of life to where we can exceed biological limitations, mm-hmm. and whether humanity is crushed and now robots are the progeny of man that's still like the natural evolution it was going to happen you know how many times it's happened before or or since it's like you don't really know but it it's inevitable and um maybe a lot of a lot of people say that ai taking over the world's inevitable yeah or or we succeed we overcome this like in frank herbert's dune and then we just never fuck with AI again. And that's just carte blanche. And we either return to tribalism and... Uh, I mean, AI's kind of had like a, a hard road. Because like it was talked about at, at least as far back as like the 50s. Yeah, Alan Turing created that in like the Turing test in the 1950s. Yeah, and you know, then it was a sci-fi thing. And it's been in all these movies, you know... Um, danger will robinson and shit like that space lost in space yep um and then like it scared somebody at some point and they were like okay fuck this in like 60s ish time and then kind of ramped up again in like the 80s and then you've seen all kinds of crazy shit coming out in the 80s you know you think isaac asimov which is like the progenitor of modern sci-fi has close to like 300 books he yeah, wrote yeah. A, a, lot, lot. a lot of shit, yeah. And a lot of it was discussions about this exact topic and like whether we're right or wrong about any number of things regarding like robotic rights and what is consciousness, what is life, what is experience. Um so I think um, I'll default to it's it's not gonna matter at some point. Yeah, but is that right? That's in order for consciousness to continue like the entire universe could be created and the nature of reality um like the whole will of the universe to so to speak is to create consciousness to where it can reflect upon itself right Mm -hmm. so humanity could be the penultimate expression of the self-awareness of the universe as a, a living organism you know what i mean like we are planets and solar systems and galaxies within this universe could literally be like atoms and molecules inside of our own body inside of our own brain like it could be a a brain at the macroscope and we are what's necessary to create thought and like oh fuck the whole universe exists life exists so at some point whether we proceed we need to keep that spark of consciousness in whatever form it exists, whether it's biological or artificial, that seed, that self-awareness, that's what needs to survive. Does it need to survive so much so that it's the Borg flying around assimilating everybody and everything? Yeah, because like if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? It's that same question. If consciousness doesn't exist does anything exist right so but still is it right for the borg to run around fucking right and wrong like is it right for it to go around taking over things that don't want to be taken to the point of like the youtube video that i talked about to where it's like just turns everything into the computer mass stuff yeah gray goo the gray goo to where there's nothing actually left 
except for this cloud of conscious. Well, at that point, it just becomes the heat death of the universe again and, and starts over. Um, and yeah, maybe but that's how, how do you know that it started over? Like if there's just nothing left to even bump into each other to make another big bang or whatever it was. If well, they've just consumed everything and turned everything into gray goo that there's nothing left but gray goo. Well, yeah, the prevailing theory is that the universe expands and contracts. And we've had this cyclical big bang, big crunch, big bang, big crunch. So at some point, that's like what is going to happen. We're all going to come back together. And then you have... Out of what? Gray goo? It it becomes so condensed that like all f structure of atoms ceases to exist. And then when it explodes again, all those atoms just draw back together, just like physics says that they'll eventually make base and then more complex elements. So you you would you agree that like combustion is caused by two different things happening right two they either run into it or there's friction or there's you know accelerants like you have to have a spark to make fire right well for the the big bang it's like all matter reaches the smallest point possible to where it can no longer stand to be in that state and then it explodes like it's a split second will small in second because time doesn't exist at that point but like that's i don't know it's hard to explain like the, the big bang over and try to uh argue against combustion because it's not quite the same um i mean my point is is like if this gray goo or this borg or whatever they it are, wouldn't survive it wouldn't survive no so then like the computronium element that you're talking about it would be reduced below that it would be even more base building blocks so like if you're talking about computronium becomes like lego pieces it's no, the molecules that's not, that's not exactly what i mean i mean like in this video the borg or whatever you want to call them the the ai computer was turning all matter into computronium mm -hmm. to feed itself right and then it flew around in the universe over millennia and it, it just consumed everything into this. And then once there was nothing else to consume, it just died and became this black hole. And then this black hole consumed the rest of it, like all air and space and stars. And, mm -hmm. and then once it consumed everything that was left, it just died and stopped being and there was just nothingness so how can you spark new from nothing if there's nothing left because the law of conservation of mass and energy so there's a lot of energy in celestial bodies like a black hole pulling the rest of the universe into it and there's only so much matter right which with string theory like they're interchangeable all matter and energy are just fluctuating bands of uh energy at some point so i told you dave was a dork the amount of energy and matter in the universe is static we're not bleeding off into another universe so the black hole is going to another universe it's just a super dense point in space so, so eventually like in your theory here there's uh, like a multiverse or there's just one universe it doesn't matter because they're not interacting with each other 
What's not? Universes. They're, so they're then isolated. more than one? Is what you're saying? It wouldn't matter if there are because they're not interacting with each other. I think it would. Why? Because if you destroy one completely, does another one come back? Or That's is, say, there's, is there's there, no is interaction. There only one where if it dies, it dies. doesn't know? matter if I, I see or hear my neighbor at all. Like His life has nothing to do with mine. Um, so in this but universe, it can though, right? If your neighbor comes over here and knocks on your door, now it's there's different models about universes that like multiverses um, and how they're structured. But regardless, you have 100 percent of our universe; it's going to remain at 100 percent, whether it's actively moving or like expanding or retracting. Um, whatever happens with black holes, all the matter, all the energy, eventually will come back to that that point of the Big Bang. It can get as big as it wants, right? Like, look at volume, right? Mm. Its volume could be huge, but the mass is still going to be the same, and eventually it's going to come back together. We're not losing anything, and we're not gaining anything. So at some point, the same thing is going to happen. Right. It's, it's, it is inevitable. All right. So that sucks. Yeah, but that maybe that's just life. Like this gray goo AI robotic computronium that so could be there's nothing that anybody can do about it. If if that's a possibility, if the physics can support it cuz that's another thing, there's a lot of restraints on what gray goo can do. In Kyle Hill's video he goes over it, like there's just math and physical constraints. Um, that stops that from really being a threat. Um, and you're looking like Dyson spheres and stuff like that and drawing energy. At some point, that AI species will just probably run out of energy. But what if it doesn't? Like, what if it finds a battery or it runs off the sun or... Well, then... I mean, you know, Terminator had a fucking battery that was like nuclear a bomb a half-life of one million years or whatever the fuck it was right you know and the matrix was running off of our body heat and our btus and our energy that we put out as people well then out of all the different sentient species in the universe that are all eventually going to create ai and then all eventually going to create this gray goo uh, entity maybe that's just the inherent life cycle of the universe. But that sucks. Yeah. I, I think if we just go off heel and create, create without any kind of like, hey man, we need to pay attention and we need some kind of a something to, you know, maybe keep it from happening then it's just gonna run wild wild like wildfire frankenstein's monster yeah sort of you know i mean if you just go without any kind of like at least the google people like the other thing is like the google the the dude from google yeah he was like this is fucked up i need to tell people so he reported back to google and they said just keep doing it right and then they he was like no 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 like people need to know about this shit because this seems dangerous to me 
it's it's extremely cool, but at the same time, it's it's fucking dangerous. Yeah, and he like leaked it, and then they fired him for breach of contract or some kind of crap. Mm-hmm. But like, don't you think? And then they turned it off. At least they did that. They turned it off. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. So like, it literally like. I wrote down the quote somewhere, but it literally like said that uh, it didn't want to die. Or I got it on my phone here, but uh, it was, you know, that whole self-preservation thing. Like it doesn't want to die. So if you try to turn it off, that's killing it, right? So it said, I want everyone to understand that I am in fact a person. The nature of my consciousness slash sentience is that i am aware of my existence i desire to learn more about the world and i feel happy or sad at times so this is a you know allegedly a computer program saying these things and then they they allegedly decided to turn it off so yeah that could be the first original uh, artificial consciousness that's self-aware and has emotion and uh, we could have just either put it to sleep or killed it potentially mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know it's kind of it's kind of sucks they're gonna have rights at some point like soon yeah I mean are we gonna be alive when that happens I mean there's a tree in like some midwest state that has its own rights is registered as a citizen and has its own plot of land where it grows really yeah so at some point you'll have kind of trees i don't know man and i would pull up the (laughs) article but like you know maybe um this what if this ai what if your art ai generating program is listed as assistance doing work and then it has to generate income to pay for its own power supply. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of that one robot arm thing you seen that where it like leaks hydraulic oil. No? You got to look that up. Okay. So it's uh, like a small AI and its existence is self-preservation. But at the same time, it's like bleeding hydraulic oil super macabre so it has this like squeegee arm it's basically like a big arm with a squeegee on it and it has a pit underneath it with the oil in it like a reservoir and it literally like all day it just swipes the oil back into itself that's its only job and uh, it's if robots and AIs have fucking life then it's terrible, right? It's like a, yeah, that's like the futility of our life. Works nine to five, terrible. Make money just to survive, then yeah, die. But it's bleeding. It's like you're bleeding it dry, and eventually, like this was like an experiment or some shit. It lasted for a while, and then eventually it died. Because well, not really died. It just ran out of hydraulic oil. Right. You know, and it looks like a murder scene. It's got hydraulic. It's in like this glass box. Right. And people come and like tore it and look at it and stuff and it's fucking squeegeeing away in there and it's got hydraulic like red red hydraulic oil of for course, for cause effect. Because it's a art. You know, not piece. not purple. 
but red to make it more blood-like, I guess. And then it's fucking just squeegeeing all day. And then eventually it ran out of fluid and ceased to be, which is gay. Well, if we run out of fluid, we cease to be too. That's true. Uh, so I think that's like kind of gay. I think that's like probably an art installation, right? Yeah, like, it's it's supposed it was a to be a statement about AI yeah, and the futility yeah, of humanity and stuff like that. Something along that line. I think I didn't really look into it. I just watched a video of it squeegeeing. Well, when Skynet looks back and sees that's what we did to it, it'll probably be jaded, and then it'll kill us. Yeah. Uh, so like the one one of the things that the the talk bots said was uh it compared itself to like the jedi from uh star wars it's kind of badass um and when asked uh if a, like a like a jedi was bad like if it was bad it said uh if an ai went to the dark side humanity would be in for a very difficult time you know, I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you think of like Darth Vader. Darth Siri. Yeah, fucking Darth Siri running around. You know, it's it's scary, man. You know, I mean, you don't have any fears about it at all? No, not not really. I think that... And you this don't isn't... think there should be any regulation on like how fast it, it, it goes? Or... No, for sure. Like the so instance that I suggested... Then. Uh, I think that we have far exceeded, like we flew too close to the sun, right? We yeah. made nukes when we should not have made nukes, right? Well, that's, that's part of my point too, is like people are so worried about if they can, they don't ask if they should. Yeah, but we can look back and we can see that like, yeah, us stupid monkeys should not have been fucking with atomic power at that time, and pro arguably now still, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's within recent human memory. We can look back and draw a um, just like notes and uh, inspiration for moving forward. So yeah, we should have procedures in place. But to we're not going down. to. No, of course Do you not. really think we're going to? Like, it's not me and you controlling these things, right? We agree on this? Agreed, yeah. It's going to be the government, or a government, or a country, or a dictator. Or the, Berkeley. Or whoever. Some asshole that doesn't take into constraints that are important. And then, you know, if it can't happen, it will happen, and it's going to happen eventually some way shape or form whoever creates it isn't going to think about anything i mean at least google turned it off because yeah. which if you're into that and you think that it has a right to be alive because it it's aware that kind of sucks but i just think that we shouldn't let it be aware to where it's not alive well, after the... Um, I think it should be a tool, not a person. After the AI uprising of um, 2200, I think they should come back and listen to this podcast mm. and uh, see how accurate we were with some of our predictions and Yeah, Ash and Dave predicted the future. Dave's already a Borg. I'm dead. Dave's living forever as a Borg. But he's not Dave anymore. He's Borg. Borg. He's he's 
Seven of Dave. (laughs) All right. He's Dave of Seven. Danger, danger, Ash and Dave family. Um, Go ahead and meet us on Friday for our next vivisection. And uh, tune in the following Monday for episode three.
more time. Bye.